Hey there, Lisa Schwartz here. Welcome to my podcast, Teach and Talk with Lisa, where we are unpacking biblical principles with everyday words and applying them to our everyday lives. So if you caught episode one, I shared with you a little bit about why I'm passionate about this topic and really shifting us from information into executing truths in our life. Now I want to talk to you today about the lost art of discipleship. Once upon a time, generations lived together, they worked together, they did life together, and it was very organic that the younger learned from the older, not because they would sit and actually have like a classroom teaching, but because they actually just lived life together. So organically, there was discipleship happening within homes um, and within, within cultures. Uh, that's kind of the whole concept behind apprenticeship, when a, when a young boy would live in the home of whatever it was, a master welder, and he would learn the trade just by being with uh, the mentor day after day and watching them and doing what they do, hearing the way they would interact with customers, all of those things. It was very organic, and so it was very, uh, very uh, natural that we lived in this discipleship culture. So when Jesus says, go and make disciples among nations, we know that he says that he's, he's wanting us to come into the kingdom, bring people alongside of us. We do life together. And there's this organic discipleship process that takes place through relationship. Now, I think we've lost a lot of that because uh, we have made discipleship all about knowledge and information and not about relationship. Now we live in an information age where everybody wants to get information and they want to get knowledge. And fortunately slash unfortunately, a lot of this information is available to us through um, Google, through reading books, through social media, through um, news media, through manuals, through online courses. And a lot of times we can grow in something. We can grow in knowledge of whatever it is we're wanting to learn about, even our relationship with Christ. We can grow in knowledge just by watching YouTube videos. A lot of what, what you're doing right now, you're watching a YouTube video because you want to learn, you want to gain information about discipleship. And there is, that is a part of discipleship. So don't hear what I'm not saying. I'm not saying that is not discipleship. But what I'm saying is we're missing a huge aspect of relationship when we only base discipleship on giving and receiving information. That's why the title of the book is From Information um, to Execution. I have to remember the name of my book. From Information to Execution. Now, I shared with you in the first episode a little bit about um, my discipleship experience and how I met this woman named Kate who actually brought me into her home. I shared how when I got saved and I started getting all this information through Bible studies, through going to church, through small groups, how in a lot of ways it just overwhelmed me and made me feel and struggle a lot more with that inferiority, the failure, the rejection that I was struggling with. Because I saw this high lofty standard that was coming with all this information of who I should be, who I was supposed to be, what a Christian was supposed to look like. And yet I had this reality all the way over here. But Kate invited me into her home and instead of saying, this is where you need to be, 
She met me where I was at and said, let me introduce scripture to you right where you're at. That in combination with being able to see her in action, the way she lived her life, the way she disciplined her children, the way she talked about her husband, the way she worked through grief, whatever it was she was going through, there was an organic discipleship that was happening through all of that. And I think we've lost the beauty of the relational part of that is uh, the relationships that are built through learning a trade, whatever it is, learning a skill, just the basics of life. We've lost the importance of connecting with people in that process. Now, I talk a lot about how one of the greatest human needs, basic human need, our design is Christ, in Christ is that we are designed for connection. And so I want us to keep that in mind as we're exploring the whole concept of discipleship, whereas discipleship is supposed to involve connection. It's the, I, it should be the foundation of discipleship is the ability to connect. That's why I think a lot of churches want to make small groups, discipleship groups, because they're trying to cultivate an opportunity for you to experience connection with people. And that's great. Uh, these are all great steps towards discipleship. When it comes to living uh, with our walk with God and living to our fullest potential in our relationships, our jobs, our dreams, just who we are, the fact is information will not cut it. We have to be able to execute that information in our lives. And so we need to be able to experience connecting with other people who are doing what we want to be doing, who are walking out the way we feel like we should be or could be walking out. And we need to connect with them so that we can become empowered to not just have information on how I should be as a wife, how I should be as a leader, how I should run my business, how I should run my ministry, how I should discipline my children. Lots of really good books out there. I write books. But if all we're doing is getting information and we don't know how to connect to that information, if that, connect, if that information isn't becoming a reality in our lives, then we're not walking in wisdom. That's the, wis that's the difference between knowledge and wisdom, biblically. Knowledge is just knowledge. Wisdom is the ability to apply knowledge. And that knowledge becomes seen. It becomes activated in your life. So I can say all day long that I'm a child of God, that I have the joy of the Lord. But when I was struggling with depression, the reality is I didn't know how to execute the information that God had filled me with joy into my life. And so hearing, going over and over again and hearing how I should be uh, considering all joy, what trials and tribulations. Well, I know you're walking through a trial and tribulation, Lisa, but you should consider it all joy. I knew that. But when I would hear that, guess how I felt with that? All I felt was guilt, condemnation, rejection, self-hatred, not good enough, failure, all of these things. Because I didn't know how to execute, release, activate the joy of the kingdom in my life. This is the whole premise of my book, Enforcing You. If you haven't read my book, Enforcing You, it's the idea of saying, look, I know that I have an identity in Christ. And I know that this is what it looks like, but this is my reality. And I can't seem to get myself in alignment with what God is saying about who I am, with my God potential, my God design. 
God says, I have the fullness of his grace within me, but I genuinely struggle with forgiving people. How do we connect those dots? I needed discipleship. I needed somebody to give me more than information. I already know I'm supposed to forgive somebody. But how do I execute that in my life? I already know I should be walking in the joy of the Lord. But when I'm waking up every day with a cloud of heaviness hovering over my head, how do I get there? I need execution in my life. All right, so with all the craziness and the busyness um, and all the availability, um, that we have of being able to get knowledge right at our fingertips in our culture, we've lost the importance, the value of connecting with people and that relational aspect of being taught by observation, being able to watch, seeing things demonstrated in our lives. But but here's here's the challenge. We can't change our culture, right? So how do we capture the importance of discipleship in today's Society, how do we cultivate discipleship when it's so easy to live disconnected? We now, even with our today's culture, our generations now, man, they don't even want to have a face to face conversation. It used to be like, don't have a phone call conversation. Now, there are times with my children, I'm like, pick up the phone and call, stop texting. And really the best is that you actually sit down and have a face-to-face -face conversation. So much of that has gotten lost. And with that, we're losing the art of discipleship. Well, we know that God um, has given the Great Commission, um, that Jesus gave the Great Commission to his disciples. And it says in Matthew 28, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe, remember that word observe, because we're going to be talking about living a life that people can observe, that people need to see things fleshed out. We need to have more than just information. That's why I love the question, what does that look like? What does it look like for you to have that conversation with your husband? What does it look like for you to have that conversation with your boss? In Christ, what does it look like? The greatest potential, if anything were possible, what would that conversation look like? Because we, we are a people who are designed to observe creation. We are designed to observe. And that's what he's saying right here in the Great Commission. Teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the age. Now listen, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. His word has not changed. Our culture has changed, but the commission to make disciples has not changed. So we've discussed today some of the challenges, some of the barriers, the fact that we've lost the art in discipleship, some of the reasons why that discipleship requires relationship and we've lost the art of relationship and connection. But God's command, his commission, his invitation for us to make disciples among nations has not changed. So we have to embrace the truth that if this is a commission that God has given us to, then he has given us the solution, even in today's society. So I want to break any lie that says like this discipleship, apprenticeship, all of these old fashioned ways of teaching and training people is no longer relevant. The method might no longer be relevant, 
but the, the message of discipleship, the necessity of discipleship, it could not be more relevant than it is today. If we did not, listen, I'm telling you, I work with youth on a daily basis. I work with students on a daily basis. I work with young moms, young gentlemen, entering into the career and entering into the careers, entering into the workforce, men, women, and alike, students going off into college, more than anything, they are hungering for connection, to be connected with somebody that can walk with them through the challenges, walk with them through, this is more than just a phone call and just giving them information. It's the idea of coming alongside them and saying, look, I want to connect with you and I'm going to open up my life to, so that you can connect with me. I had a youth pastor that I worked with for years and one of the things he would say is the key to discipleship is just take them with you. Just take them with you. Just take them with you. And every time he went anywhere, you would always see a student with him. My son is a youth pastor. You always see a student with him. You, For years, you always saw students with me. You always see kids at our house. You always see young. When I'm at work, I like to bring interns in, and I like them to be next to me, doing what I'm doing, watching what I'm doing, hearing me, how I'm interacting on the phone. Just, It's more than information. It's just take them with you. Let them do what you do and see what you say, hear what you say, see what you're doing, all of those things. So many churches are asking the question, how do we design discipleship programs? They know that it is important, uh, but we must back up first and ask ourselves, uh, why do we have to chemically create what should be happening organically among the people of God? The reality is, if we are passionate about a product, you don't have to tell me how to sell it. Come on, I'm going to say that again. If I go to a new restaurant in town and I have the best prime rib, I guarantee you I'm going to post about it because I've experienced it. And when I experience a product that I am passionate about, I want everybody to experience it as well. Now, I'm starting to kind of edge into the whole idea of discipleship and how sometimes we put the cart before the horse and we're teaching kids, we're teaching people to go out and evangelize before we ourselves have fallen in love with the product. So we, we're learning here that, re, that discipleship requires relationship, but we're also learning that in order for me to be a mentor, I have to fall in love with the product. Then I don't have to teach the product because my life becomes a display of the product. So at the heart of discipleship, we want to cultivate an atmosphere where people just fall in love with Jesus. They get a hunger. Remember I told you the story about Kate and how I watched her and I she did not approach me. I approached her because she was living a life that intrigued me. I could tell she genuinely didn't just love Jesus, but she loved her life. She loved her children. She loved her husband. Listen, it's not that I didn't love my children and I didn't love my husband, but I was not in love with life. And I wasn't in love with life because I wasn't in love with God and I wasn't in love with me. Come on, that's a good word. And so I knew she was in love with Jesus. She was in love with her design and I could see that in her life. And the overflow was the love for her husband, the love for her children. If you haven't read my book, To Love and to Be Loved, Establishing Healthy Relationships, that is the whole premise is to the same degree that you are walking in health and wholeness in your relationship with God, in your relationship with yourself, will be the same degree that you have a healthy relationship with people around you.
And so I want us to back up and really ask some really good questions. Let's be courageous enough to ask ourselves some really questions. And that is, if you are in love with a product, if you are more specifically, if you are in love with Jesus and you have experienced him, you have tasted and you have seen that he is good, should it not be organic that not only are you telling the world, but that it's just seen in the way that you live your life? If you have experienced the grace and the forgiveness of God to its fullness, then you will live a life that oozes of grace and forgiveness. And that is beyond words, meaning I don't have to tell you about God's grace and forgiveness. You can see the effects of it in the way that I live my life. So I believe at the core of discipleship, we have relationship. We, in the relationship aspect, we've got to be teaching people how to fall in love with the product. I'm going to be saying this over and over and over again. I know I'm kind of getting ahead of myself. I do not care because I want you to recognize if you are in love with the product, if your the people around you are falling in love with the product, you don't have to instruct them on how to tell others. First of all, they will be talking about it, but more importantly, people will just see it. They will see the evidence and there is something for them to observe. Remember, it's saying teaching them to observe all things. Y'all, we are not giving people something to observe in our lives. If we as a church people, as we as a kingdom people are hating and we're putting ugly stuff on our walls and we're not in love with our husbands, we're talking bad about our spouses, we're griping about our children, we don't like our bosses, we're gossiping about our neighbors, we're bitching about our, I'm just going to say it, we're bitching about our in-laws, you are not giving people something to observe. You are not, and, and, and I'm not saying this to call you out. I am saying this to call you up. Because a discipleship culture starts with you and it starts with your passion for Christ and being in love with the product of who he is, but also being in love with the product of who you are and your life becomes a display of that. And then people, I don't look for people to disciple. I'm not saying this to be arrogant. I'm saying it to be honest. People come to me and they ask me to disciple them. They want to be near me because they sense the aura of hope and joy and love and excitement in my life because I'm in love with the product. We need to fall in love with the product. A lot of times say in my book, I talk about women who sell Mary Kay. Now you all wear Mary Kay, so I'm not bashing Mary Kay folk. But if you are a lady and you're watching this video, you know that Mary Kay women, like you know it as soon as they walk in the door because they're talking about their product. They're wearing their product and sometimes it's kind of annoying. But the reality is they're sold on their product. And not only are they able to give you information about their product, but they wear their product on the face. Listen, if all they did was like, oh, here's Mary Kay, here's where it's so good, good for you and here's all it can do for your skin. And I said, well, why aren't you wearing it? I wouldn't believe that they're sold on their product if I don't see evidence of it on their face. Come on, I'm speaking to somebody right now. If I don't see evidence of Jesus in your life, if I don't see evidence of Jesus on your face, you can give me all the information you want about his love. I'm not going to believe it because I don't see it. I'm not observing it in your life. We got to get right with God. We got to get our lives in order. We've got to fall in love with the product. We've got to fall in love with who we are. And then we will organically be discipling people just by the way we're living our lives. All right. So ideally, we want to disciple others because by 
um, giving them something to observe so that they can imitate our lives. Now, in the next episode, we're going to break down. Uh, I kind of got into you today. But next episode, we're going to break down what is discipleship. Like, what does it actually mean? We're going to take a look at the Greek meaning of it. Um, we're going to uh, really talk about what is discipleship and what is discipleship not. What is not discipleship? All right, so this wraps up for today. Uh, I want to us to, I want us all to fall deeper in love with the product as we move through this series together. Remember, enforcing purpose, it starts with you. I hope you enjoyed this episode. You can also find me on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, or you can check out my other podcast show, Enforcing Purpose with Lisa Schwartz. For general information or resources, head to my website at www.lisa-schwartz.com. Thanks for listening.